this is two in a row where we got stuff set up, like no audio problems or anything. Okay, Kyle, um, you want to hear a knock 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 joke? We're gonna start off with of knock. Of course, knock, I knock. do. Okay, all right. Yes, please. S- start it. Start it. Go. Knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> hey you. Oh my goodness. Hello, Kyle Jackson. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We'll do a little intros in a little bit. But uh yeah, just I, I'm I'm digging I'm digging your uh your lights. I have I've yet to comment on the purple lights. It's thrown some huge Prince vibes and I'm digging it. Everybody loves Prince, bro. Everyone loves Prince. Uh you were showing off some of your little vocals. I want to see if you can uh I want to see the I want to hear the the best. What's the best? What's the best vocal you have right there of your little audio toys? Best one. Give me the best. Give me the hottest. I like to sing like a lot. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Are you wait? Were you in Owl City? Were you in yes. <laughs> nice. That's really good. Okay. Now, what would be the most, the weirdest thing, the weirdest phrase someone would say with that voice? Do you want salsa? Yes, that's a good one. Do you want salsa? I'll take it. I'll take that all day long. That's all I got. That's all you're going to do. I love the long pause. I was right about to say, uh, we need to fill some airspace here. but This episode of 38 at 38 is brought to you by CyberDrains Capture the Flag, a CTF-oriented at system administrators and engineers instead of cybersecurity experts. This event is designed to test the skills of everyone in the MSP space so that they can show off what they can do. Beginning February 14th, 2023, with no cost to enter, anyone anywhere in the world is welcome to join up to 1,000 players. And to get an idea of the amazing prizes up for grabs, take a look at last year's awards, including a streamer starter pack, a PS5, a Nintendo Switch, and thousands of dollars in Amazon gift cards, plus more. Be sure to visit ctf.cyberdrain.com to register today. Oh, that's so great. What a perfect time to roll on in. Here's the worst part. Uh Is I've been messing with this thing all day, just having like making myself crack up. Yeah. And I did I deleted the videos, but I was singing my way through all kinds of stupid oh, stuff, man. just testing out the microphones. Uh-huh. So the first thing that came to mind was all the dumb, inappropriate things I was singing when right. you asked me to do that. Of so. course. Of course. You're like, nope, can't, nope, nope, nope. Uh so it's Christmas time now, right? But we're by the time people are watching this, it's not gonna be Christmas time, but that's okay. Uh, but I, so I'm asking, I've been asking a couple people this question, like I've never thought of it, not being raised with, with Christmas. Um, like I've, I finally realized I have a favorite Christmas song. Like I just realized this a couple weeks ago and I was like, wow. So I'm, what's your, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Uh, Feliz Navidad. Is it really shut <laughs> your mouth? No, no. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a Nat King Cole guy. Man. Yeah. I, I like, I like that style. Nice, nice. Mine is um, White Christmas. They're, yeah, dreaming of a white Christmas. Yeah. But the version of Drifters 
where it's like, hi, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. I think it's so great. They were, they were flipping it upside down back then. No one was expecting that. That was a hot, that was a hot track. See, I like the other side of that. I, you like the high voices. Mm-hmm. I like the low mic row voices. The right, mic, you know, right, right. That, that, that deep voice. Oh man, Mike Rowe does yeah, have a that, deep voice. That the Josh Turner kind of voice, you know. Right. So mm. um I, I think this is a good time to just go ahead and start off the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is 38 at 38. My name is Aaron Bolton, and I am wonderfully joined tonight or this evening. No, morning. You know what was funny? They don't know what time it is. They don't know what time it is. We're in Alaska for all they know. <laughs> we are joined with Kyle Jackson, one of my very, very best friends. Love him so much. Uh, Kyle, go ahead and talk about yourself. Everyone, everyone quiet. Listen to Kyle. So my name is Kyle nice. Jackson, as Aaron just said. I'm one of his friends, um, and I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. No, I've, one I've of my learned, very best friends. One of my very I'm, best friends. I've learned to be okay with that. Don't um, don't take the very best off. Well, you know, sometimes I get very best. Sometimes I just get this is somebody I know, so I can't really tell where I am in any given point in time. I, I want to open up with the fact that my first job, as I sit here and like, ponder what was the best and worst my first job was probably the best job i worked at a place in uh concord north carolina where i grew up in the formidable years it was a it was it was a little 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 hole in the wall called snow biz it was shaved ice and it had all the fringe benefits that you would expect from a shaved ice place like all my friends hung out there i got free shaved ice i mean it was Honestly, they they were one of the managers would like sit across the street with binoculars and watch whether or not we were handing out free shaved ice or not. It was great, but it was it was fan, it was fantastic because you know in high school you you're you're not you know the the partying has started, but everybody's hanging out before going somewhere, and we just happened to be in a good spot, so they'd go get. Three dollars worth of shaved ice and hang out in the parking lot. So it was it was a hangout spot. It was fantastic. I loved it. So my worst job, I sold copiers, and we can just stop there and like end the show. Um, so copiers that was that was fun until it wasn't. So, um, I think you know, you know the, I think when you really break it down for like the worst job story right it's going to involve a bad manager and i think that's what we're dealing with here with this story is just well that and i was just burnt out like if you can imagine you know copiers is is a commodity sale you know as, as well as a lot of your audience knows selling is not easy so when you are you know literally beating on doors and trying to get people to you know buy the thing they already bought that's sitting over there. Um, it, it, it was not a, not a fantastic job. It was a good job. It was a good place to like cut my sales teeth and, and learn the skills. Worst job story wasn't really anybody's fault other than mine. By the time I was in my last, uh, let's just say my last tenure at the last copier place I worked at, I worked at four, one, two, three, Four different copier places. I started a place called Icon. I then went for a very short stint at a local dealer. Um, 
Dex Imaging. And then I worked at Konica Minolta and then Rico Business Solutions. So I, I worked at all the major guys, basically. Um, yeah. So by the time I was done, my job at Rico, I was a healthcare specialist. That's my actual title. And I sold to ambulatory, no, sorry, I sold, I sold to medical offices, doctor's offices. Oh, it was horrible. So what I realized is I was, I was sitting in these waiting rooms to meet with an office manager or a doctor. You know, in most cases, it was the doctor, maybe even the spouse of, of a doctor. And I'm sitting in the waiting room and I'm noticing that all of these people are just walking right behind the door and I'm being told to sit down and wait. And somebody just walks up and this literally walks in the door. And I started paying attention to what was going on. And they were drug reps. Right? The drug reps had samples. They brought in food. Everybody in the office loved them because the drug reps knew how to work the system in these healthcare doctor's offices. So what I realized as the healthcare specialist at RICO was the difference between me sitting there in the waiting room and not getting uh, invited to have a conversation with the uh, decision makers and the drug reps who walked in and immediately went to the back room and got full access to whatever they wanted was the difference was is they were wearing name tags and I wasn't so I went back to the office and I told my boss I said hey I need a name tag and they were like why and I explained it to him he's like it's brilliant we'll get you name tags and they literally gave everybody a name tag and the 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 reality was is it worked like a charm I mean, I was literally walked into every office I went into. I got immediate access. It was fantastic. The problem was the job sucked. Yeah. It was just Wait, can horrible. I pause you right there? So can I pause you? You hear, you hear that, boys and girls out there? You want to do some, uh, some social hacking? <laughs> Go get yourself a name tag. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Honestly, I, I've, done, I've done that. I've done social engineering. Yeah. And the, little, the part is just look the yeah. part. That's all you got to yeah, do. Act as if. Look the part and act the Dude, part. Dude, I, re I remember, yeah. you know, on that, uh, at the, what's it called? Uh, when I was a kid, you know, we'd be at the grocery store and I'd have to, I'd have to use a bathroom. And this is before like they had restrooms there. Like you had to go past the double doors, you know, in the back, you know, somewhere and you had to search for it yourself. And uh, I remember just being a little kid, just walking back there and just like in my mind, just saying, I belong here. I just, if I, if I act like I belong here, they won't bother me. And it was so true. Yeah. I mean, of course I've worked at places before where I've seen a kid walk by and I'm like this morning dropping off Nico at the school, at the, at the VPK, I walk out in the hallway and I see this little kid just like uh, turning right around the corner and shooting down the hallway. I look at, at him, he just runs by and he hits the corner and I look back the other way, dude, I do three times. It was like, it seemed like 30 seconds later, then somebody turned the corner. I was like, he went that way, but I didn't even stop him. Yeah. I was like, for a second, I was like, I think maybe he belongs. Maybe he's supposed to do this. I don't know. So I'm sorry. So continue. So the lesson, the lesson I learned was looking the part matters, yeah. right? Um, and that I've actually used that before. So one of the other jobs I had, which was fantastic, was social engineering. I talked my way into data centers talk my way into banks I talk my way into and it was it was just literally looking yeah, yeah. part, having on the right shirt but making a fake name tag and just going in no it's it's uh it's so easy I'm, but the job was boring it was boring the copier job the copier i'm not oh yeah, oh yeah the copier job was wait so a second boring. you're telling me the job selling copiers 
the thing that prints up doesn't make new things. It just copies paper. How could that be boring, mm-hmm. Kyle? It, I, I don't. It defies logic, Aaron. It really does. It was boring. It sounds. It it's sounds horrible. like the only job in that industry more boring than that is like Dunder Mifflin, like selling paper. Selling yeah, paper selling itself. the paper. Itself. Actually, that's really interesting. There's a <laughs> lot of so... intrigue that happens on that side of the business. No, I, I mean, you're like I wish they're the rock stars I of. Wish my heart mm-hmm, of hearts, yeah. I could sell paper. Oh yeah, they are the rock stars of, of the whole print industry. It was the paper guys. Yeah, I mean all the colors and and textures. I mean, just really, there's so much yeah. intrigue. That's the ink, there. Yeah, the ink um, guys are always wishing. They're like a second, like second fiddle. Poor ink guys. Second, <laughs> third, they're third. Ouch. Yeah, Ouch. really. Oh, what about graphite? So, what, what about like pencils? They're, ooh, they're like the relic. Yeah. Everybody, everybody falls behind the, the laser guy who doesn't even need ink, right? So I mean, it's just different technology. <laughs> so um, so it was so boring of a job. I kid you not, I would drive to the park, take an hour lunch, take an hour nap, maybe go call on one more office and then go back to the office. It was so, I mean, and, and I did it. Dude, daily. I remember, I remember that. I remember, <laughs> I was like, wait, dude, we went and watched the movies like a couple of times during oh, the day. <laughs> my wife doesn't know about the movies. I was like, oh. you what? I was like, how often do you do this? You're like, a lot. <laughs> I mean, I was really up to date on all right. the movies. Like honestly, and I had to sometimes I had to go see him twice because I couldn't tell to. her that I was watching movies in the middle of the day. So when we went to go see of him, course. yeah. You had to get some um, <gasps> it was whole <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is great. What do you mean this uh, is great? I mean I, mean, I heard experience. Yes. So this leads me to the dumbest thing I've ever wait, done. Wait, wait, is this is this also the worst job store? Or is this what make what makes it so okay? Yes. Good, good, good. Let's hear it. So I got an interview to work at another company. Another copier company? While I'm still se- no, no, I was moved on. Moved on. <laughs> Interesting enough, the um the next job was ConnectWise. Nice. And uh the name tag story is what sold nice um, hey this guy's this guy's yeah, creative yeah. uh so so i got that job offer and i'm on the company laptop the copier company laptop and i decided i'm gonna go print the offer <laughs> <laughs> hold on dude i need you to understand i don't know if you made this connection but not only is it jacked up that you know you're using the company copier mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the company mm-hmm. is about copiers like the, like you are just yep. sticking it to them all the way yeah no no mm-hmm. and i accidentally printed it to the office printer <laughs> right outside my boss's and office. you didn't know nope so when i got back to the office that <laughs> afternoon he said uh hey kyle we need to talk i was like cool Great, let's talk. I'm tell you, re- really excited to tell you about my day. I had really, you know, really productive stuff going on. I would go walk in there, and he's like, "Something you need to tell me about." And he slips the paper, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is my two week yeah. notice." <laughs> <laughs> what else do you say? You're like, oh, oh, you, oh, wait, did did you get that from? Did you get my two week notice? It was printed there as well. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh man, 
Dude, it was and so I know bad. You hate awkward situations, man. I know you don't like the oh, the man. conflict. And do wait, let me tell you, your boss. What was so messed up about your boss? He he honestly, it, it was like this is of all the stories you're gonna have about terrible uh-huh. sucky jobs. He was a terrible boss because he was too nice. He was too nice. He was Mister Rogers oh. nice. And it just irked me. I mean, I'm a really yeah, nice yeah. guy. I'm I'm not a jerk. I, I like enjoy people's company. I like people to like me. I'm just, you know, I'm a likable guy. Of Look course. at his face. And this guy was so nice. It literally just got under my oh. skin. It just drove me. You heard it here, guys. Kyle Jackson such- hates nice people. He hates nice people are the worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. Really. Should. So wait, wait. I no. so I interviewed with, I dude, I don't know, Rico, Kanakunamoto, from your request. Like, I was looking for a job, and you set, you set the interview mm-hmm. up. And I was thinking that maybe this was, like, another boss you had or something. But he was, uh, man, he was not the nicest guy. He was a complete jerk of a human being, I remember, from that interview. I was just nice and, hey, how you doing? You know, he's, like, he's like, so what do you sell? He, you know what it came off? It was almost like, it was almost like, <laughs> Like, 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 you think you can sell a copier? <laughs> like, you think you don't know anything about selling copiers? <laughs> if you've never sold a copy, you've never sold a thing. <laughs> so that's how it came out. He was quite portly. Yeah. He looked, he, mm, I'm not, you know what? No, I'm okay with saying this. Cause you know how like some, you know how like some dog owners after they have the dog for a while, you look at me like, oh, they looked like their dog, right? You know, so mm-hmm. so we can yeah. agree that people can look like animals. So in that reference, he looked like a pig. Like <laughs> he did. He, but he was just. But he and I wouldn't have said it. But he was just un dis, disheveled a little and just like like just a jerk of a guy. So and then I came back and I was like, dude, thanks for that. What? And you were like, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a jerk. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I don't. Can't even think who that maybe was. Maybe you didn't work did for work. him. Maybe he like got promoted and like used to work beside him or something like that. Mm. I think it's something like that. The person, yeah, the person I'm thinking of that matches that description also matches that yeah, yeah. description. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was like, real immediately, I was like, whoa, this is not yeah. going well. Like within a, two minutes, I could have been like, I'm not getting this job. <laughs> you know, like, we're not going to do this. That's fun. My first... My first interview at uh, for a sales position was with a master salesman, and of course, I didn't know this was my first sales gig. And I go in to interview with this guy, and he literally does this thing. Pardon all the extra noise while I reposition. He goes, it puts his feet up on his desk, and he lounges back just to make me feel awkward and see what I would do. Of course, it worked. I was like. Oh my goodness! How do I respond? Like, am I supposed to mirror this guy? What tact am I supposed to take mirror with this guy? Because he he's basically laying down in his office. Oh. Is that a tactic that people do to make you feel uncomfortable to see how? Is, do people do that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, all the okay. Time. Offline, I got a story for you. I can't say it. I can't <laughs> say it on. I can't say it on this. I can't. But but dude, I was like. Whoa. This is 
like I had to talk to Rise about this afterwards. I was like, my wifey, I was like, yo, I don't know what's going on with this. So I'll I'll throw that by your way a little later. I I can tell you I've never done it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I've Oh man, we you know what? I think we need to dedicate a show that's just about bad interviews. I think one of the shows just need to be about bad interviews, either given or like like it either 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 side, either interviewee or interviewer. I think that'd be good. So I, I gotta tell you, Aaron, this was really hard. It was really hard because I never worked, you know, never had a dirty job, right? I'm not Mike Rowe. I didn't really get right finding the the right story to have this conversation with you. And and the and the other side of this is, you know, some of your listening audience were m- bosses of mine who I like as people, oh, yeah. but they were terrible bosses. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you and I have shared a few. Yes. So I did. I didn't want to engage in that conversation. <laughs> totally either. get it. So, totally get it. So awesome. This this was not not easy to find the right story. No, no, I I and, understand, dude. I'm actually surprised you went so recent as as your copier job. I was like, oh, do you still have any connections there? But I guess not. I guess you're good there. Yeah. That's awesome. It, actually, the guy who interviewed me and laid back, uh-huh. he's he's uh, he's the chief strategy officer for uh, a, a very large ConnectWise partner. Oh, really? And just in, I just had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's cool. So, so good. But he was a great guy. Just fantastic. That's awesome. The best. Well, good. Look, we're gonna cut this part out. You need to tag him. LinkedIn. Let's get it. Awesome. He's the best. He's the he's the best. Uh, Awesome. Very good. Kyle, thank you. That was awesome. I'm, uh, I want to hear what quote. I'm very, really excited to hear what quote that you have chosen for me, for me to speak about. But first, we're going to take a real quick pause so we can hear from our sponsor. Hey, everyone. It's Martin here, admin, CEO, and co-founder of the MSP Geek community. And I want to see you at our conference, MSP Geek Con 2023. It is the premier conference that focuses on the career path of a technician, where you get to own both your personal and your technical skill set, and how to set yourself and your teams up for success. Join us in Orlando on May 21st to the 23rd. Come grow with us, and we'll see you there. And we're back. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Boy, wasn't that a commercial? (laughs) Wowzers. That's a doozy. doozy. All right, Kyle, I'm ready. I'm ready for, uh, for the quote. What quote you got for me? So of all the choices that I was given, Uh I picked this one because I think I know what's behind this. Okay. And I just want to be right. I mean, it's not about you. It's about me. I'm confused. So I just, I just wanted to see if I'm right with what I think this is. Um, the quote is, can I do it in my best Elizabethan accent? I would only, I would only expect that. Now you want me to? I don't no. want to do it. Forget it. I'm just going to read it straight. The worst, um, the worst man. No, no, no. Wait, wait. We'll wait. both. Good. What? What? Hmm? 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 Yes. Continue. We'll both wear sweater vests, and I'll do the talking. Okay. I think, uh, oh, I think you might know, maybe not the exact job, but what, who is involved? (laughs) Yeah. Is that what you're, is that what you're getting at? Okay. Okay, cool. I love this. Okay. So this was uh, another job that I had. Uh, I was 15 years old, 15 years old. Um, I I lived 
uh, in a, at that time, spot in Tampa that wasn't of the best repute. Wasn't the wasn't the uh, the the bestest neighborhood, but there was a uh, a grocery store uh, in the neighborhood uh, called B and D, called B and D, and it was uh, it was just a little mom and pop's grocery store. Not little, it was a mom and pop supermarket, you know. So not like not like a Publix or a Kroger, but not like a, a Piggly Wiggly, you know, or a Wawa, you know, just a small grocery store. Either way. It was family owned, and this was in a, uh, a product. Hmm. It just seemed. I'm trying. This is a very. This is. Uh, I, I'm realizing now how how touchy this can be. Um, it was in a very. It was a mainly a minority uh, minority uh, neighborhood na- neighborhood black and Hispanic. And the owners of this grocery store, they were they were white. It was a white family. And I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. That means nothing other than other than there was some really weird optics going on that uh, that when I came on working and uh, my best friend came on working. Yeah, I said that just to hit you. (laughs) One of my my longest known friend, Mario, who Mario was, I think, uh, episode four. We talked about working together at the junkyard, the auto salvage yard. Uh, Well, we were also going to school together and uh, we were like, well, you know, this auto salvage yard, you know, that's only on Saturdays. But, you know, let's get a job during the during the weekday after school. So we go down to this grocery store go down to this grocery store and uh we're we're talking about okay we have, we had friends a bunch of our or a bunch of the the people in our neighborhood they worked at the grocery store and you know teens and uh he was like well this is the first job i think interview he was going on or or the same thing for me and i just kind of i just told him <laughs> i said listen uh, we'll both wear sweater vests and I'll do the talking. I remember saying that I just, we'll both wear sweater vests and I'll do the talking. And we went to the mall and we bought sweater vests. <laughs> we bought sweater vests. They were in style. So I guess it worked. Uh, all, all grocery uh, employees should, they should, vests. right. It's just, it's, it's yeah. wholesome. It's wholesome. So, yeah. uh, so we go to the mall, we wear, we, we get some sweater vests and after school one day, we walk up to the uh, to this grocery store, and ladies at the front counter, and in my best fifteen year old trying to sound like a man voice, I'm like, you know, hi, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, my uh, my best friend and I, or my friend and I, uh, we're looking, we're seeking employment, and and this is all right. Let's cut it. It's in the ghetto. This is in the ghetto, and we're wearing sweater vests. And we're wearing khakis and we're like, uh, yes, we're seeking employee uh, employment. And I remember the lady, Ruth, she was so sweet. She goes here. (laughs) We're like, yeah, yeah, here. And she goes, okay. uh, Okay. Hold on. And she went and got the owner's son, owner's son. He was probably around 40 something at that time. And he comes out and he's like, well, how can I help you guys? And we're like, and I'm like, hi, how you doing? My name's Aaron. This is, uh, this is George. Uh, we're George Mario. We're, uh, we're looking for employment. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Like this is, it's, I should have caught on. Like, why are they so surprised? They shouldn't be this surprised. Oh, okay. No problem. Um, yeah, come on. Uh, uh, yeah, come on back. So he gives us a quick little interview, has us fill out the paperwork and then he starts walking us around and we don't know what's going. He's just walking around, talking to us about everything. And, and I stopped and I said, I'm sorry, do, 
are we hired? Are we? And he said, yeah, yeah, you're hired. I said, oh, we're like, oh, okay, well. And he goes, so uh, let's go ahead and get you this. And I, and I stopped and I go, well, hold on. I said, uh, well, there's some questions I have. I'm like, and he stops and he, people aren't, people there don't, didn't talk to him like that. They just said, they just said right. yes and just did. And um, so I, so I was like, well, how much is the, uh, first of all, how much, how much is the pay? And he said, uh, it's, uh, he's like, Oh, no worry. We're, uh, it's four twenty five an hour. You're fine. Blah, blah, blah. And he said, four, and I said, I cut him off again. I said, I'm sorry, excuse me. Four twenty five an hour is a dollar, a dollar twenty five. Oh, he said four twenty five an hour. Everyone here gets paid. I'm um, starts off getting paid four twenty five an hour. And I said, I'm sorry, uh, four twenty five an hour is a dollar and twenty five cents below minimum wage. And he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. I said, Uh huh, it is. I said, So, and I and I just I was like, So it it's going to be five fifty. And he goes, Yep, it'd be five fifty. Mar, both of us five fifty. And he was like, well, and you know, I just, we just don't talk about the money around here. And, and I said, and I forget, I think it's when it's then, because I told someone, I told one of my teachers. Hey everyone. Hey, all you listeners, viewers out there. Uh, sorry for interrupting and jumping on in. A uh, funny thing happened. Uh, so in the beginning of this recording, beginning of the recording of the podcast, I actually bragged a little and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. No technical errors, no uh, no audio video problems. And I was like, yay, happy. Well, guess what happened? So we had some technical errors. We had some audio errors. errors. Um, so, but that's absolutely fine. I'm here, I'm gonna make up, I'm gonna pick up where we just jumped off and I'm gonna be kept phone zoned in. I'm gonna talk about the stories that I just talked about or that I talked about but didn't come through to help me stay focused, which I should have right now. I wrote it all on a board. I actually had this still with me. Everything's packed, but I still had this up to keep me focused. So this is what we're going to focus on. All right. And I'll, I'll show you where as we go along. So we're talking about B&D. This is the job that I had at the grocery store. As you were just listening to this is circa 1998. I was 15 years old. We're going to go through these stories real quick. Cashier revolution. Catch me if you can't. I shall not. Bonus which is just like if i think of anything else we'll put it up there and then pick up where i just left off up all there right up here so let's put this to the side now you know i'll share some screen time with it i'm okay i'm okay with that all right so uh right when we just left off um i believe i was talking about uh the minimum wage or the below minimum wage that uh, i was me and my best friend mario were being promised that we'd have and i said hey that's that's not right. That's about a dollar. That's a dollar less. And he was, you know, dollar twenty-five. He was kind of skittish. He was like, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah." He ended up giving that to me and everything. But he did say uh, he gave that to both of us. But he did say, um, "Oh, yeah, we don't really talk about wage here." And I was like, "Oh, okay." But I just happened to remember around that time that my teacher, one of my teachers, had mentioned that it was against, it was unlawful or against the law for um, or illegal for a company, uh, a manager to tell, or, a, or an employer to tell their employee not to discuss their wages with their fellow coworkers, which is true. Uh, you can't tell, you can't, bosses out there, managers, don't do that, you can't do that. So, um, so what was funny is that there are people, kids in the area, you know, teens that we went to school with, we rode on the bus with who we knew, um, that they worked there. And I would ask them like, oh, so, Hey, how, 
you know, on the bus ride, I remember just one, Eva. Oh, Eva. If you're watching Eva, you're not. Uh, but she uh, she was so sweet. So Tiffany, maybe it's, either way, she was so sweet, so kind, very bubbly, energetic. And I'm like, hey, um, how much are they, how much are they paying you? Oh, we don't talk about that. I'm like, I get it, I get it. Listen, I'm just wondering. And she said, oh, well, I just got a raise. I was like, oh, that's okay. Maybe okay, up it. Yeah, I got a raise of four seventy five. I was like, oh, oh, and I. She was like, what? I said, well, listen, and I, and I didn't say anything for a while because it felt awkward and everything, but more we worked together and I told her, hey, this is, this is, that's below minimum wage. I don't know if she felt that. I don't think she ever said anything, but there were some other people too that it was, either way, it was very weird. It was very, like I said, it was very old school, but not, <laughs> but not in a good way, not in the good way that we like, you know, not in the good old school. It's more of the, hey, we don't like that old school. Uh, so, um, which kind of leads me into one of that, some of the remnants of that uh, being first one up, right? Cashier revolution. So, um, so I was hired on as just like me and my best friend, Mari, we were hired on as, um, as bag boys and stalkers. Right, mainly bag boys and stalkers, and then um, bag boys got or stalkers. If you became a stalker, you have to be a bag boy for like so many, like your routine, like like maybe a month or so, something like that, and then you can be a bag boy. And bag boys got paid twenty five cents more an hour. So it was like, I'm, I'm sorry, when you're bag boy to be a stalker, stalkers got paid twenty five more cents an hour. So all the guys, all the guys were stalkers because you know that's just. That's worse. So, and then that's all they ever promoted. They never promoted any females, any ladies to being a stalker. Though they went to cashiers. Girls became cashiers. Girls stalked for like a little bit. And I know stalked. Uh, they bagged for like maybe two weeks. And was like, okay, we can trust you on the cashier, on the cash register. Very, very old school. So I, that caught my attention. <laughs> and I was, so I asked, I'm like, whoa. What so so when you get promoted, I asked Miss Rita, if you get promoted from bagger to stalker, that's a twenty-five cent raise. What about from a bagger to cashier? And she's like, oh, only girls. I'm like, yeah, yeah but what a girl? She said, oh, fifty cent raise. I was like, well, fifty cent raise? Okay, that's. Uh, and I asked. I remember saying, can I be a, sh a cashier? Can I be a cashier? Because I used to. I, I've done that before. So I cannot. And she said. Only, only girls are cashiers. And I said, yeah, but I, but I, I know how to cashier. I can do all that. And I, I, I know my way around money. And uh, yeah, I want to get paid more. And she said, I'm going to talk to the owners about this. So she talked to the owners. One of the owners came back to me. He's like, Aaron, yeah, you said something. Rita said something about you wanted to be cashier it didn't sound right i was like yeah i want to be a cashier well only girls are cashiers i get that i get that glenn i think his name was glenn i think his name maybe david either way it doesn't matter um so uh i i started that i i, I started uh the not really a revolution but i was the first guy to ever become a cashier at that store and I, far back as i remember I, like going back after I stopped working there, I never saw another guy working as a cashier. But, and probably because like, I got ridiculed, all the other guys, so imagine me, I'm 15, I'm, I'm very short still, very over overweight, and then like, 
in a very, I mean, these are some male teens that are just gonna, rah, and uh, they're like, oh, you're a cashier now, so you are a female. Like, that's, I got all the jokes, all the jokes, but I got that extra 25 cents. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so, but that was really, that was, that was, that was fun. Um, so moving on from there, boom, catch me if you can't. So, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, catch me if you can. He was good at it. Well, catch me if you can't. Uh, so I ran into a con guy who was not good at it. And it was the first time, maybe you, I don't know. He almost got me, but I was a cashier. Uh, it could have been my downfall. Being a cashier could have been my downfall. But, um, older dude came up and he said, Hey, um, he bought something small. It didn't really matter, but he asked for some change. And I said, yeah, and he go and he gave me like a 10. And, and some of you guys may have already heard this. They're like, oh, you know, it's a change kind of, it's a manipulation. It just confuses people. They keep asking for change. They're like, oh, well, let's put that here and I'm gonna take this 10 and put it on that. Now you give me change and duh. And next thing you know, like cashiers have money out in front of them. It, I've never seen this before, but all, Everything in my head was like, this guy gave me 20 bucks for change. I owed him $10 from whatever he bought. He gave me $20. For some reason, there was well over $100 on <laughs> out here right now. I just grabbed all of it and I said, nope. And I closed the cashier and cash a registered drawer. And he got so mad. He got so mad at me. I said, nope. He goes, give back my change. I said, one moment. I'm going to count everything down. I took it. The, the uh, Rita, the manager came in, Aaron, what is going on? Cause he's screaming and I'm just walking away. He, I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm not going down for this. And uh, and he didn't even stay around for his change. Um, he, uh, and it ended up being that I had the exact amount that that $20 plus the change left over um, that I was given. That was the exact amount that he had. And um, we said, yeah, just hold on. And we actually said the, $20, I was like, definitely $20, hand that back to him. I know that that's in the clear. Something was like, but he wanted to take off out of there. So I caught you. I caught you. You're not going to get away that easily. Ah, I hope you're okay. I hope everything went well in your life. I hope things turn around. Things went better for you. Okay. So fast catch me if you can't. Next up is I shall not. And I'll have to explain that. This is actually the story of me leaving. And I know these are going by pretty quickly, but this is a different kind of format and, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, but hey, put it, in the, put it in the comments, put it in the comments. Oh, and like and subscribe and all that fun stuff. No, I got one more story, but still, uh, yeah, put in the comments if you like this, every now and then throw something like this in here. I don't know what's up with the hand movements, but why not? Um, I shall not. So this is the story of me leaving. Uh, I was all, always young then, definitely saying, okay, what can I do for some extra money? What can I do for some extra cash? And next to the, um, next to the, uh, uh, the store, the B&D, the building was like this big empty lot. It was almost like a retention pond, you know, and, but there's so much litter in there and the management always complained about the litter and every now and then, uh, like, you know, on a weekend or something, a couple of the stalkers, they would be tasked to go out there for like an hour and pick up or, but it was like, it wasn't nothing. It was always accumulating. And I was talking to the owner and was telling him, Hey, you know, well, why he, they were talking about hiring someone to do it. And I said, well, how about I do it? You're like, yeah, but well, you work here, you know, we'll just, you know, you can't do it all day. I said, no, 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 I won't do it on, um, on your time. I'll do it on my time. I'll do it on my time on a day. That's that's what <laughs> there it is on a day. And we agreed on a, on a on a 
uh, amount of money. And, um, and then I showed up that Sunday or that Saturday early in the morning and it was hot and I wasn't working for them. I was, it was a side thing. And I, uh, I didn't have a blue shirt on a blue polo shirt on and it was hot. I remember that day was so hot. Um, but, and, and the, the, um, attire called for a polo. I had shorts on too. And he came out and I was, I had cleaned my tail off and it didn't matter how long he, I, I told him I was going to be there. You know, until that, this amount of money, I forget how much, but until the thing was clean. I, I had hustled, hustled my butt off, um, cleaning up, cleaning up the, the area. And he came out and said, hey, you're not wearing any shorts. I, you're not wearing pants. You know, you should wear pants because that's the dress code. And I need you to put on polo. I was like, oh, no, that's not happening. It is way too hot for any of that mess. I'm going to be out here all day. This is the whole reason why you don't have employees out here for more than an hour or so, because it's so hot and they're in their work clothes. No, I said, no, this is something different. I, and I kept, am I on the clock? He was, well, I need you to work. I need you to work uh, uh, or wear, wear this work attire, wear the uniform, or you're out. I go, what, well, what do you fire me? I said, I'm already halfway done cleaning up. This is halfway. I'm not going to, are you going to pay me half? Are you going to pay? Yeah, well, it'll be on your paycheck. And I, no, 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 this is separate. I mean, I was, I was so upset. So either way, it ended with the, the, the crazy part isn't, or not, not crazy about it, really. I guess the more shocking part, you know, is that one, maybe a 15-year-old having this conversation. I ended up, he ended up, I ended up fish, finishing the day. I didn't, I think I was wearing like a A shirt, a white beater t-shirt, but either way, I was wearing that and like some shorts. And he ended up paying me for the day. And I asked him after, I was like, well, don't, uh, you don't have to worry about putting me on the schedule for the next week. I don't think this is working out, blah, blah, blah. And in reality, the next week, we were actually moving. I was living with my mother. We were moving out uh, away from or another part of town. I wouldn't be able to travel anyways or drive back and forth anyways, being 15 years old. So, um, so but the the funny thing that I, when I was thinking about this again, the funny thing about it is the visual that I get from if I was just a passerby, or, or if I was just driving by in the parking lot and I looked and I saw in a field, I saw in a field that there was this, this, <laughs> this shorter brown kid, okay, dirty with a white beard t-shirt and he's definitely cleaning up, you know, and he's like, he's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 and he's standing his own, and then across from him is like the owner, and he's like, I'm an artist. And it was, I think that's a hilarious. I, I wonder if anyone saw that driving by, like, what were they thinking? What is exactly going on here? I would, if it was me, I'd probably stop and just watch, probably stop, go inside, grab a bag of chips that were like 25 cents, and uh, and just watch for a little bit. But that's that story about how I left. Um, bonus. Uh, real quick, I'll tell you the bonus that I had. Um, a story I thought of is, uh, I think this is the only time this has happened to me, but it's, it's kind of cliche if you're going to do this. Um, so there was a girl that was working at the store that I had a crush on and just a light crush. We flirted back and forth here and there. She was older. She was like a couple years. She was 17, I think. I was 15. That's a big difference, you know, at that time. And, but I would flirt. I would try to charm her and we were in the break room one day, other people were around and which the break room was also like the, the uh, produce prep area. <laughs> I remember that now. So, uh, but a bunch of teams were in the break room and a song came on the radio 
it was something like My Girl or some type of, it was some Motown song. And I asked her to dance with me, trying to be goofy, trying to be, you know, fun. And some of you are already getting there, but I was dancing, slow dancing with her and I spun her. Ooh, and I went to dip her. And I got to, if you guys have dipped a lady before or dipped a guy, I don't, if you're going to dip, then you know there's a, there's a point of no return. <laughs> there's a point where like you go down and you're like, oh, 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 like you can't get up. <laughs> so you're, you're going to have to like, <laughs> and that's what happened. That's what happened. I, the first time I learned that, first time I learned, you know, you have to learn your boundaries. You know, so I learned that boundary when I dip, when I feel that, when I'm getting close to feeling that feelings, I got to stop. I got to pull back. But no, poor girl. She was so sweet and everything. I just dropped her and I didn't mean to. I, I lost. I could not hold on any longer. And I, I dropped her and I, it was like, it was a hard jump. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, helped her back up. Sweet. Never dated her. She never wanted to date me. Oddly. Okay. So guys, so thank you so much for listening, for watching, um, and thank you so much for, uh, for uh, I hope, enjoying. If you did enjoy, I hope you enjoyed this story or the rest of the story. Thank you so much to Kyle Jackson, one of my very best friends. Um, I, I feel bad that, because I was, because there's a goofy part. So we have all of his uh, audio and video, but none of my audio and video. So even listening to his audio and video, I was like, what, what did I say in between that? I'm, I'm sure there's stories and comments and, and that we left out and i feel horrible about that but because of that i'm gonna have him on very soon um and to hopefully if he if he had the time he would be on and uh we can we had a decision or we had a conversation on the last pod i think it came through uh, i'm not sure if it came through but we were talking about um an episode dedicated just to interviews or, you know, bad interviews. So whether you're the interviewer or interviewee, uh, so maybe we'll have more for that one too. That'd be great. So uh, everyone out there, computer land, thank you so very much. Oh, what did I learn? I remember saying what I learned, what I learned from this job experience. What I learned from this job experience was, um, you know, when something, when, when I guess like another little block on to when you're at work facing some type of injustice or somebody's not doing something right, that you feel it's not right, it's affecting you, definitely. Maybe it's, it's immoral and unethical, you know, speak up, speak up. Don't be, at least don't be afraid. Maybe it's not always the right time to speak up and say something. That's understood. But don't have a fear of speaking up. Don't have a fear. Like with that grown man, I was 15 years old and I was like, uh, that's not the minimum wage or hey, why can't I be a cashier? Um, so that's one thing I was able to pull apart, pull away from, uh, from that job. All right, thank you again, everyone out there in computer land. I greatly appreciate your uh, your patience, your participation in this. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time. been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network. Yo. I could hear you. Did we lose the whole recording? Oh, you could hear me the whole time? The whole time. I was literally talking and you started acting like, oh, I'm just going to start talking. I was really confused. <laughs>
dude, your your screen just went out. I was in the middle have, of a beautiful yeah, I'm story. I'm sure you were. Dude, you were I was in it and then it was boom. So this is going to be a fun little edit right there. Oh wait. All right.